We are not telling you to quit your job. Here at Off The Clock, the Healthcare Entrepreneurs Podcast, we are teaching you exactly how to gain your freedom as a healthcare professional in places that school never taught you. This is OTC University and class is in session. Welcome to another episode of Off the Clock, the Healthcare Entrepreneurs Podcast. Y'all, as you already know, it's your boy Paul. Because I'm doing the intro, you know Carl's not able to do this one today. Um, but look, we're going to have him in spirit on this episode as well. But listen, listen, y'all, listen. This episode is going to be one that like rocks, y'all. Why? Because you ever hear, and, and for those of y'all who are older, right, you always tell younger people, man, if I could do this when I was your age, I sure would have done things differently. And then for those of y'all who are younger, you probably hear that a lot. Well, here's somebody who probably may or may not have heard it and just freaking executes at a high level. That's the key difference. And so why I want you guys to be tuned in, taking notes is because this is somebody who crushes it consistently. And from what I've observed, by the way, I've never told her this. So she's going to hear this for the first time. From what I've observed, she has certain traits um, of those kind of people who end up being millionaires. And the reason why I say that is because her need to execute was always higher than from what I've seen, her need to overthink the process. Everybody overthinks, but she executes at a high level. So without further ado, shout out to Brianna. Brianna Drap, say what's up to the people. Hello, people. Uh, Paul, my name's Brianna. <laughs> what did I say? He said Brianna. Do you want to redo that part? That? Brianna, <laughs> listen, keep that in. Yo, <laughs> all right, look, if you're listening, my apologies. No, I, you're good, you're good. I hate when people do that with my name. That's the thing. Well, how do so you pronounce I, your last name for people who are looking at it? Chiang. 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 Okay, O-Chiang. I got it. Well, see, you that's the reason why I'm always, like, correcting people on my name. Facts. So all then right. somebody who's got some, like, Brianna, Angela listen, section name. Brianna, my bad, yeah. my bad, Brie. Um, can I call Brie for the rest of the episode? Look, my bad, Brianna. Um, but listen, y'all are listening. This is live. This is who we are. We're going to have fun. Um, but yeah, just introduce yourself to the people. Actually, you know, I'm gonna introduce you. Look, she is somebody who does something that is crucial to the healthcare field. So one, she coaches students how to pass a PTA exam, right? The NPTE, the board exam for PTA people that um they go to PTA school and they graduate. She is a PTA, she is in PT school. This is somebody who's running a business, this is somebody who's crushing it, and that's why I wanted her to be on this episode. So without further ado, we always like to get right to it, but I'm gonna ask the question differently. Why did you choose PT and why did you choose being a PTA? All right, I'll start with the PTA first because that kind of like brings the timeline. So actually, well, first I was like, let's go to PT school. So it was my sophomore year. And let me just remind people that like the low GPA people can get in because you want to know, Paul, I don't think you know this about me. Do you know what my GPA was after my second semester of school or like, yeah, after my second semester? No clue. (laughs) 2.3. Damn. <laughs> 2.3 GPA. You want to know what I graduated? Because <laughs> I busted my butt the second two years after I was like, I want to be a PT. It was like after my second year of school, I was like, I want to do physical therapy. Like I yeah. shadowed somebody. I was like, this is what I want to do. Like, I just like talking to the people. I'm like, yeah. oh, this is great. These people are super cool. Like I can just chat with these people all day long. So I'm like, right. this is what I want to do. 
And then I was like, okay, so I finally had that vision. And I think everybody kind of has this moment when they're like, oh my gosh, like this could be my purpose in life. I'm not just dilly dallying in school. So I'm like, okay, well now I have like my goal to shoot for. Let's pick up the pace in school because clearly I wasn't doing well. Um, and I graduated with a 3.07. So I barely had enough to even apply to PT school because you know, you need that 3.0 to apply to most schools. So I was yeah. like, all right, we good. So I barely graduate. And um, I don't want to say barely graduated. I did fine. So I actually majored in Spanish and minored in Portuguese and took all the prereqs for PT school. Did you know that? I had no idea. I'm learning <laughs> stuff in real time with the listeners. <laughs> you yeah, speak so, Spanish? Yeah. Oh, shoot. Fue mi especialidad en la universidad. Sí. Sí. I have no idea what there you just go. said. No, I just said it was my major in school. So yeah, so um, did that. So then I was like working in the clinic and I was working with a lot of Puerto Rican patients, which then further, you know, did the why thing because I was like, oh my gosh, I'm making this like a normal session, even though I was just working as a tech. And I'm like, I love doing this. So that just even further solidified my why. But there was a girl at the clinic and she had applied to school twice. She had a 3.4 GPA and she didn't get in both times. So I'm thinking with my like barely over the 3.0, I'm like, I'm not getting in. So I like told myself, I was like, I still want to do physical therapy though. Like, this is amazing. I love this. I see what the PTAs do. Let's go that route. And like, you know, I was thinking I'll have less responsibility. It'll be more chill. I'll get more time with the patients. Like, I think I talked myself into it mm-hmm. instead of, and talked myself out of PT. And I'm like, I'm gonna go to PTA school. But here's the thing. I love being a PTA. I'm just a nerd and I wanted to go back and learn more. So I go to PTA school. Um, I graduate top of my class with a 4.0 after almost failing out of undergrad the first like year. So I was like, okay, like I'm doing well yeah. in these classes because it's something I actually want to do. So that's also something I tell students who like are struggling in school. Like, remember, like this is some, like if you're going for the thing you really want to do, you will suck up the terrible stuff like we're learning the brachial flexes right now so you'll 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 suck up the things you don't want to learn and you'll do well because you have that bigger goal in mind so I always tell people that and so I graduate PTA school um I'm about to finish my last semester of PTA school and COVID hits so I had my neuro class online and my therapeutic exercise class online and I lost one of my internships because it was inpatient so that was fun so I'm sitting there online and I'm like like everybody else like oh my gosh like look at all this stuff. Like while it sucked to be online, I was like, look at all this stuff people can do online. I saw these online businesses popping up like everywhere. And I'm like, people can do some pretty cool stuff online. I was watching all the people who adapted to it. And I think what was my crucial thing, Paul, is that when everyone else was like, oh my gosh, woe is me. I can't do anything. The world is collapsing around me. Like my life is over. I was like, you know what? This is the way it is right now. Let's make the best of it and do what we can. Yeah. And it wasn't, it was acknowledging that this sucks, but it's like, what can I control and what can't I control? And I think that's, that was like one of the switches I had that I was like, okay, I can do this. So I graduated, I do my internship. My terminal internship was in inner city, Philadelphia. I loved it. It was so much fun. And my CI was a PT. Yeah. So he let me sit in all the evals and stuff like that. And then just doing that, I was like, I, I want to go to PT school. <laughs> like, I know I just went through all that and I'm like literally about to sit for my licensure exam. But I was like, I want to go to back to PT school. So I made those arrangements. I was like, all right, what do I need to do? And here's what I did. I studied for my PTA licensure exam. And mm-hmm. I figured out like there was patterns and codes and things that like I was studying. And I was starting to notice trends. And then I was like, oh, this makes sense. And then I like, you know, would apply it and I'd get the questions right. And then by the time the exam came around, I was like going through my exam. And I was like, 
I anticipated this question. I anticipated this question. I anticipated this question. So I started cracking the code and then that's when the seed was planted that I was like, I'm doing something right. Mm -hmm. There's something there's, there's, there's some trends and patterns I'm noticing. So that's where I was like, all right, I'll study. I basically was like, I want to pass this exam. Take this exam because I know I'm gonna have to apply to PT school and do the GRE. So what did I do? I was instead of talking to people over lunch, I went to a treatment room and studied. Uh, woke up early to study, like made sure that I got all my studying done because I'm like this is important because I'm like yeah. it needs to get done. So I studied. I take my exam. I crush it. I think I I got a 768 on it. So that's kind for of the listeners. Good. What is it out of? Uh, out of 800. So it's on a bell curve too. So that's like 95th percentile. So like, all right. So I did something right. So I was like, okay, I've definitely cracked this code. Like I'm doing something good on here. Um, and so I know you're, I remember I was talking and you're, I was like, oh, I don't want to brag. And you're like, don't be humble. Tell them what you did. Show the results, give the objective data. And I'm like, all right. So that's what I'm doing on this. Um, so after I took the licensure exam, and then I found out a week later I passed, and you know what I did the next day? I to PT school. I got on a call with Casey, and I dropped two grand on the acceptance. Let's freaking go! And let's do this right, because I'm somebody who's like, I'm gonna do this right the first right. time. And so Casey's like, How long have you been a PTA? And I said, I'm 25 hours. And he's like, What? I'm like, Yeah, I just found out I passed yesterday. He's like, oh, okay. I don't even think it had been 24 hours, actually. I think it had only been 18 by the time I got on a call with him. So I knew those were my next steps. And you also want to know what I did like two days after I took the PTA exam. What'd you do? I took a practice GRE. Because <laughs> I was like, I'm already in study study mode. Might as well Facts. just go Listen. Okay. <laughs> let, me, let me ask you a couple questions. I know. Uh, you need to follow up. Listen. I, well, here's the thing. So there's a couple of things I want to bring up. Um, and <laughs> first of all, shout out to Joseph and Casey with the acceptance system. They were oh, yeah. episode if you need to get into eight PT school. Those are the two guys yeah, to go to. Fact. If you listen to this, you need to get a PT school, go to pre PT grind. grind. I think they boys. were episode, they were episode eight, I believe of this show. Um, so go back, listen to that, go hook up with them. So here's my questions for you, Brianna. First, you know, um, I think a lot of people and I want this, you know, what? I want this to be a little motivational for people because and I was just talking about this earlier today. I think we often experience two foundational reactions to stuff, anticipation and anxiety, right? For definition purposes, anxiety is wasting present energy on an outcome that hasn't happened or probably won't happen anticipation is energy like that you're creating or using to build momentum in response to something that's either happening or is going to happen all right anticipation for example it's november 2 and recording this guess who's really excited about christmas me okay i'm the guy that like yesterday i was playing christmas music because it's not christmas anxiety thinking about what could probably go wrong how how things wouldn't work on your favor. So the reason why I bring up those two things is because for you, you find yourself in a peculiar situation. It wasn't even strange. My bad. You built yourself up to it where you said first, okay, let's go back. You experienced both. But first is when you saw the girl had the 3.4, the young lady, and she didn't get in twice. And you like basically shout to PTAs, right? But you basically felt this emotion that caused you to talk yourself into this other thing. 
that wasn't your original plan. Now, I'm glad it happened because obviously it allowed for you to be able to build up this ability to not just learn, but recognize patterns, but then be the amazing coach that you are. Right. When people ask, like, do you regret it? I'm like, absolutely not. Because one, well, first of all, number one, I met my boyfriend in PTA school. Mm. (laughs) So (laughs) I wouldn't have met him if I didn't go there. And I clearly enjoy having him in my life. (laughs) And he's very supportive. And here's the thing. He's also the reason why I started PTA Elevation because he didn't pass Mm -hmm. the boards the first time he took it. And the second time he did take a prep course. Um, I didn't have PTA Elevation yet, but I would sit there and I'd go through every single practice exam with him. And I'd show him my patterns that I've noticed and the things I've noticed. And he passed the second time. Right. So like I wouldn't have done it without him. So, I mean, and that's to that point, like there, there's a certain thing that we all have to go to. And you pointed it out, like everybody has that moment, right? For you too, being there. And I want to come back to PTA Elevation. I don't want to jump into it yet, but yeah, I want to no. come back into it because, because people are going to see this. I'm bu- y'all listening. I'm building this up. Just, 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 just hang with me here. Trust um, the process. Just, just hang with me here. We're going somewhere like y'all going to love this. Um, but the other time you experienced that anticipation is as you were starting to learn and you were like, holy crap, I can do this. And holy crap, this is easy. And you said it, you literally said it, you were anticipating the questions because you prepared for it, right? You put yourself in the position. So here's question number one, in relation to being able to achieve big goals, because I think many people struggle with being able to, okay. Yeah, we'll talk about big goals, but achieving big goals or raising your standard or creating standards that require elevation (laughs) elevation right how do you for you set those to at a place where you not only know they're achievable even though they might have a level of difficulty how do you set those goals or how do you set those standards and what is it that's so important to you at the core of everything that causes you to continue to move forward to propel yourself towards those goals and standards i think it's like, okay, so I was talking to one of my students about this because he didn't pass. And so he'll be on his fifth attempt. And he's just like, how do you like, I told him like, all right, like, this sucks. But like, you know what, we're going to do this, this and this. And like, I kind of like reached out to him. Actually, I was on a call with another student who ended up joining my program who like studied with him. So he gave me more insight of how they studied together this last attempt. So I'm like, you know, doing my coaching and everything. I'm like, all right, like we're going to do this and this and this. Like, let's talk about what went well, what didn't go well. And then let's meet and talk about it and write these things down. And he's like, how, he's like, first of all, he was like, I appreciate all of this. Yeah, we're going to do this. Let's book a call. But then he's like, how do you remain so positive when we keep having these bad outcomes? He's just like, he's like, I just have no idea. I'm just like, well, first of all, my big thing is like, and this is what I think to myself before I do anything crazy or like go into a practical or something like that. Like this applies to everything. I'm like, is me freaking out right now going to help or hurt the situation? Now I'm not perfect. So I don't know about you, but on Monday, like everybody's Instagram, like was getting deleted. My business got deleted. I like, I have my moments where I'm not strong enough. And like, that's because I'm still human. I want people to know I'm human. Did I call Joseph sobbing? (laughs) yes because i'm not perfect so i was like all this hard work went away but like that's what i tell people is like is this what we're feeling right now gonna help our situation or make it worse yeah and like we can have our five minutes of freak out that's my like thing i'm like freak out for five minutes then what are we gonna do it's like when people are complaining about stuff okay you can get it out for five minutes then we gotta stop because then you're just gonna snowball and snowball and spiral and spiral and everything so I forgot what the actual question was, but I wanted to say you that. You answered story. it. 
<laughs> I you wanted to it. say that story. Listen, it, it makes this sense. is uh, this is unrelated. Did did you back up your uh, Instagram data? No. Okay, you know what? I'm live on the show. I'm going to send you something so you could do that. You know, I at did. Some point. I, um, I don't write much in my captions. I have oh. like my hashtags and everything. And oh, Instagram is acting. Oh crazy. lord, they're gonna hear that on the show. That's crazy. Oh, I'm gonna keep this all live. I y'all, okay. I want this. <laughs> Shout out to the interns. Keep this live. Just let people hear this portion. Okay. <laughs> Listen. All right, I just I just sent it to you. So just, just all right. Where'd you, where'd you send it on email? Uh, IG. IG. Okay. I just sent it into your DMs. But anyway, watch it later. And, and which account it. I have like five accounts? Is it my business one? Oh uh, no, I think it was your personal. I hope. I, well, I don't know if it ain't. It's one of you them. Might have sent it to like my personal personal one. I think I sent. I have it to four Instagrams. Did you know one. that? Uh Is it I my PTA to DPT one? To DPT. There we go. All right. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Um, follow her on IG PTA to DPT. Follow her on IG PTA Elevation. Heck, follow her PTA dot Elevation for the backup. For account. my backup one, <laughs> yes. Um, like, all right, so let me. All right, let me I will. I will definitely bet. So let me ask you these questions. Um, that's what I love about this show. We just do what we want. But the other, the other thing I want to ask, and even kind of think about, especially in moments where things are not going your way. I so you know this morning. I had one of those moments, just like you were talking about. And I literally had to, it was like 5.30 in the morning. I'm sitting here just overwhelmed. And I had to ask myself the same questions, like, is literally worrying about this or feeling anxiety, is it going to change the situation? Not at all. Mm-hmm. Like it's doing, it's worrying y'all, by the way, for everybody that's listening, when you worry, all you're doing is just wasting energy. Like worrying literally in the history of time has never once changed an outcome of whatever's going on, right? And so for you, it just sounds like you put yourself in a position where your awareness is, okay, I can I can address the emotion I'm feeling. I can address what's going on, but then I can also make a decision to like actually execute and act on it. Right. And that's where I want to kind of go a little bit, because I think a lot of people miss that execution thing. A lot of people live in this fantasy world where they're like, I need to be special. I need to like have the right resources to execute on. You said in 2020, all these online businesses started popping up. Like everybody, all of a sudden from the comfort, y'all, I mean, you guys probably won't see the video of this episode, but right now I'm not even in my <laughs> regular home studio in the office. I'm just standing. There's a ring light in front of me. I have this like little affordable fish frying table. Dude, I've got like I my need. computer a on a box, a shoe box, right? I got this like, and if anybody can ever figure this, this is a credit card, but I wrote it with like extreme calculus. If y'all can ever figure that out, there you go. Um, Bro, okay, that's what messed up my GPA. I failed Calc 2 twice. Listen, Calc 2. Well, here's the thing. I don't know why I was even taking it. You don't need it for PT school. And I'm pretty sure PT classes were like, damn, she just attempted that. You realize advanced mathematics. Can I swear on this? Yeah, you can. Okay. Um, (laughs) I did twice. This show is not for children, 18 plus. Um, But please play in front of your kids. They need the motivation. But okay, let's get back on track. So a lot of people just feel like they need to be special or something particularly needs to happen for them. Right. And I think because people get caught up in the art of overthinking. And I say the art of overthinking because they, you know, and by the way, like, I think the art of overthinking leads you to um, what's the word I'm looking for? 
I mean, I have the biggest epiphanies when I like think, but it's got to be structured thinking. But it's got to be structured thinking. So check this out, like, because I want to bring it there. People overthink to the point they start to say, I'm, I'm a perfectionist. And to me, that just sounds like you're not a perfectionist. You just have a lack of ability to make a decision. So with that in mind, right, let's talk about how you make decisions overall, especially the transition from like helping your boyfriend right to saying okay i actually think this can be a business what decisions did you have to make and what process did you have to go through what kind of structured thinking did you have to experience to actually get to that this can be a business so i didn't think of the business idea until um i was like a month into casey and joseph's program so casey and joseph's Pretty grand guys. They used to have this thing called Income Skills Accelerator. I think you can still buy it off their website, but it was what their precursor is to their um, cash and class cash system and class. that they have right now. Yeah. Um. So I was in that. Me and like twenty other people, we went through this. I was like a month in, and like there was a girl. There was a girl, and I'm sorry if she listens to this because she probably follows her stuff. She's in the world. She went through, and by week four like or like week two or three like it was like four months in she went through every video they had in this resource library and there was a lot you know mm-hmm. you know they can talk I love them but you yeah. know they can talk and give you a lot of stuff yeah I still have not got through everything she got right. through everything in the course she doesn't have a business she hasn't done anything she did not get a return on her investment that I know of. I'm sorry if she has, right. and I did, didn't know about it, but I whoever you are, I hope you did. I hope you did. Whoever you are. Very nice. Very nice. No problem yeah. with her, but that's, but that's the thing. Yeah. You can sit there and absorb all of this information, sit there and try to get the best mic. This microphone is 15 bucks. Got off of Amazon. Do you see how clear I sound? I sound right. good. You sound, well, I sound great. good. Yeah, fifteen bucks, and these people are like sitting there trying to get the fancy microphone. Like, how much is your microphone? I mean, I got this for fifty bucks, but I had like a little five dollar microphone for the first like three years of this show. Yeah, and it was. I just got this because it worked great. I just got this because I one day I was like, I need to be able to move a microphone, so let me go and I'm gonna hold this thing for the next ten. There you go. So, like, I'm like, you can, you don't have to have like some like fifty dollar microphone or five hundred dollar microphone or whatever, like. You need to start doing stuff. I just was like, you know what? I have people that I want to help and I think that they need my help. So I'm going to start putting stuff out there. So what were my first couple episodes? I recorded them all in one day. It was like, what is the, what is PTA elevation? Like, what is the boards? How to anticipate what it's going to be like on exam day? Like, what do you need to do to sign up? Like, you know, the basics. Yeah. Like, and I was like, I got those out. And then I started making stuff on various pathologies and I just started posting stuff. And I did that for four months before somebody actually paid me. But you know what? I was still helping people like there were people who wrote me for the October exam for the January exam the first two times that I went through like literally a year ago today I was not getting paid for what I do right like but people like people were still getting helped by me exactly I'm gonna do that and like that's because I was like I need I need to do this but for the thing to join Casey and Joseph's program I was not intending like it was like a month before I started no no I just started my job and I was like there were they they had their thing, their um halfway to debt free summit. Right. I was like, I'm gonna go. I thought I was gonna go in there and learn how to apply for scholarships and get scholarship money. I apply. I learned what I took what I did from that, and I like applied all the scholarship stuff for like months. I got nothing out of it. 
Mm. And like, I was like, first of all, I think I heard somebody say something like this on a podcast. I don't know if it was after I'd given up on the scholarships or not, but they were just like, scholarships are just like expecting someone else to come and save you. Okay, now we're cooking with grease. Yeah, like they're like scholarships are just waiting for someone else to come and save you. If you want to yeah. save yourself, you got to start a business. Mm. And when I heard that, I can't remember what I <laughs> like. I'm like, this is why I'm gonna tell people like, I only okay, I only apply for scholarships through Pitt, the University of Pittsburgh. Now it's where I go to school, um, because there's only like like maybe 150 people applying instead yeah. of thousands. I'm like, you know what? This might be worth like 30 minutes to write write this right. up, depending on how many people actually apply for it. Um. But when I did the halfway through debt free th- summit, I was like, I'm gonna learn how to do scholarships because that'll get me to pay for school. No, <laughs> that didn't work out because then when Casey and Joseph, kind of remember Michaela Spencer came on. If you need help with scholarships, she's a girl to go to. She got her whole things paid for. I think it's mixed PT journey on Instagram, something like yeah. that. Love her. Um, she's so sweet. But um, she was doing all that, all good. I'm like, I'm just gonna follow what she does. But then when Kay- so I listened to her thing and I was like, awesome, this is great. Um, I can't remember if her thing was before or after Justice and Casey's. No, it was before. It was before. Um, it, was, it was before because then Casey and Justice came on <laughs> and just were like, we can help you guys make $45,000 by the time you like graduate to help supplement your income. And that's how small they were dreaming at the time. Now they're like, I want everyone making multi-six figure businesses coming out of school. So right. it's just cool to see how much they've grown too. Um, but when they were talking about it, they were like, nobody's going to come save you everything's just going to keep getting worse. You're the only one who's going to be able to dig yourself out of this hole. And like, I don't know what they said to like, you know, bamboozle me. And, and my, every time I buy their stuff, I'm like, listen, okay. So I like, I do webinars. I know how to do sales. I know how to like hook a client thinker and they get me every freaking time. You saw me at their thing when they offered cash and classes. So I literally had my credit card out. like Happily. Well, I was just like, I'm like, I'm ready. I up the limit on my credit card. Here happily. <laughs> I'm ready. Oh, man. But like, <clears throat> what I don't even remember what they were. They were just basically saying like, yeah. school right now is so expensive. And like, what really got me to have that moment where I was like, I need to do this is when I am like, oh my gosh, if I don't do this, I'm going to be in so much debt. I'm going to hate my life. And I'm going to hate the thing that I've been loving to do for the past four years, like two years out into the profession. And so when people ask me, I guess I need to like take a moment, like let that sink in, you know, that like dramatic moment. But um the big thing was just like that's like been my big goal. Like when like every PT interview, like every PT school interview that I went on, Paul, they always asked me, where do you see yourself in 10 years? Everyone was like, you know, I'll get my MBA and start a clinic. You don't need your MBA to start a clinic. You, you don't need to be a PT. You don't, but like they're like, oh, I'm going to do all this stuff, blah, blah, blah. I want to work with athletes, all of this stuff, which like, you know what, people, you got these dreams. If you're executing to get to those dreams, I got mad respect for you. I don't care what you're doing. Yeah. But my dream, every time they came around to me was I was like, I still want to love what I'm doing in 10 years, not like love, love it. And I still want to let in 10 years because I don't want to be like, you know, enslaved to the system and like hate the thing mm-hmm. that I work so hard to love. You know what I mean? Like most people. Mm-hmm. Mm. so that was my goal people were like well what are like specific things about that i'm like we'll see where the tides take me but i want to love what i do in 10 years oh boy okay you know what? let's go into it a little deeper um <laughs> and you know the reason why you asked it and i said what i said just now like most people do because let's be very frank a lot of people get trapped 
I'm going to call it what it is. A lot of people get trapped. You get trapped into the thing you settled for. Or you get trapped into the career you used to love, but because you see, you literally see no other way out, you get trapped. Mm-hmm. Right? And so they could be like, well, I've been doing this for 10, 15, 20 years, and it has a different tune than Brianna saying, I've been doing this for 10, 15, and 20 years. It's a different tune. Why? Because like I just said, you love it. Here's my question. Why is it in your eyes? Why is it that? Oh, am I allowed to say this? Will I get? Will I get as canceled? Long as you don't get demonetized. Well, I don't think they're going to demonetize <laughs> us. Here, let me. Mental. Ah, okay. Mental. proliferation i'll just call it that what i mean by that is uh people want to in just take in so much info so much info oh the information overload right. it's the circle world people did Listen, you read that book straight line leadership one? straight line leadership i haven't <laughs> that thing's oh, about to go on my amazon one. card that's the first book i read i forget how to pronounce the guy's name but first but no no straight line leadership straight oh. line leadership because the chapters are like five pages yeah. <laughs> so I can read one a day and feel like I did something with my life but it just talks about like you know the um like ownership versus victim mentality and like just like the you know how we all have these invisible scripts of like things that we've just been taught to go on autopilot that make us feel comfortable that are actually working against us yes that's like it, he would yes. have one thing of that and then the other thing would be like something that's like actually useful and will push you forward. Like I remember one was like kindness versus niceness. Like, oh, she was just so nice. Like whatever. Like this is like, oh, he's a nice guy. But it's just like she was a kind person. I could tell that they cared. Yeah. And that's a good book. So that was one of the books that like made me realize like, oh, I need to do things and think differently. Listen. All right. So let's talk about thinking differently then. Right. Let's talk about thinking differently because obviously you think differently. I mean, I don't know if I could say that too many of your classmates are running successful businesses um, over the. I did find out the other PTA in my program. She does have a side hustle and she's, oh, she's doing okay go. with it. I was just like, this is we just me and her are the only PTA. Okay, let's freaking go. So, because I think we've seen the other side of like PTEs coming out and hating their life like six months out. <laughs> I saw somebody quit four months out. It's a real thing. Like, I know oh people that I um, saw somebody graduate and never start because they're like, I don't want to do this. Oh yeah, there, I know somebody like who literally didn't even take their board exam. The graduate PT school and they said, forget it. One of my classmates did that for PTA. Yep. Right, not worth it. So this is why you know this is where the thing indifferently comes into it. And obviously, you, you're a reader. Um, I'm currently reading this book. I don't know if you've read it. Uh, it's literally right in front of me. Have you read this book? Your next five moves. No, I have not. I'm reading the Get Shit Done right oh, now. That's a good one. That's a good uh, one. I like that some of the pages are short. <laughs> okay, guys. So for the record, in case y'all haven't known, I have like really bad ADHD. So I I want to talk about that for a second because some people use this as a crutch. Yeah. 
they're like, oh, I have ADHD. I can't get it done. Yes. I get stuck in that like anxiety, intentional paralysis and stuff like that too. Like I struggle with it too. It's okay. When things sometimes don't go my way, I end up sitting there for 30 minutes and don't know what to do. It happens and just acknowledge that it's okay. You do things. But like, I think Greg was on his live today and he was like, did you hop on his live this morning? I didn't catch it. I've been so busy today. Oh no. He was like aggressively like Get, it was getting a little aggressive he's just like you're gonna die one day so what are you gonna do with your life it doesn't matter what you've done so far it's about what you're gonna do in the next five minutes what are you gonna do i'm like oh it's, he's being aggressive today i haven't seen this side of greg i like it yeah and people need it sometimes um and so where i was going with this is that i think like it's okay like you to get stuck in that but understanding that i think having the adhd mind is like the biggest tool in my toolkit because my mind is always going, I'm always thinking of new things. And like, you look at all these people who are like really successful entrepreneurs mm-hmm. and they're like, either have like really bad ADHD, maybe they suffer from anxiety and other things. And honestly, some people are autistic, all of this stuff. It's the brain's wired a different way yeah. and they're able to think these ways. Now, does it come with a downside? Yes, it does. But like, understand, like you might think right now that this is like the biggest problem or like your the reason why you can't do this but i want to tell people like your brain's wired a different way this is why you can do this and i think people need to realize that i just wanted to say that on this podcast well look i mean you know why do you think that there's that negative connotation around being smart but it's different or not even smart you know by the way y'all you ain't got to be smart to be successful um at all but why do you think there's that like just negative outlook on people who are obsessed because of ADHD or they become because of autism, right? Um, a perfect example. I don't know if you've seen it. There's this uh, Netflix documentary from back in the day. It's called The Short Game. It's about this kid who had autism, but like he is like the nicest nine-year-old in golf. And it's because he just has this insane focus on nothing but golf. It's a like that's just all he just hyper fixated on it right mm-hmm. and because of that right other people are like oh he's autistic but his parents are like yo this kid is crazy good at this like that's all he thinks about that's all he like he's at home just whatever right so why do you think people put this negative even like with adhd why do you think people like look at it and and say oh that's bad or oh like we gotta get it in control i think it's a self-sabotaging thing like, because people are saying, I can't pass this test because I have ADHD. I can't do well in school because I have ADHD. I can't do this because of this, because of this, because of this. And I think that's why people have this negative thing because they do it to themselves. So it's almost like a cop-out. It's a cop-out. It's an excuse. Okay. It's like when people tell me, like, I'm bad at test taking. I'm just like, that's bullshit. This is just a cover-up. What's the real problem here? Can you not stay focused through the whole exam? You, people with ADHD can stay focused if they're hyper fixated on something that's going to benefit them. And that's why I tell people, I'm like, you got to get obsessed with it. And so that's why my students come to me and they're trying to use it as a crutch. I was like, Mm-mm, I got this too. Here we are. Mm-mm, you can't no, but- do that. And like, yes, does it come with like things that are negative? Yes. I can tell you about all of my anxiety and overthinking yeah. and everything. But I think people and people do this with all of their like other things going on in their life. They try to just use everything as a crutch or excuse. Like, yes, it is sometimes going to be a like box or whatever like a strike against you almost sometimes but 
can you take this thing and turn it into a positive? Like, yes. Can I sit through the entire class in school and pay attention the whole time without going on my phone? No, I can't do that. But (laughs) can I sit down for my midterm and say, this is important for me. I need to do well on it. I need to like stay focused and not do anything else. Yes. You got to train yourself. How do you train yourself? The so this is what um oh my gosh who writes the book the get shit done book get more I oh her. uh Jeffrey Jeffrey yes okay so he was just like listen and I have this on my notes that I'm gonna do a video for my students is that the reason why people can't like sit down and like do something or like get focused on what they need to get done or like execute or like they keep procrastinating is because they're put they're fil- framing what they need to do with this negative like box this negative connotation around it. Instead of being something like, this is going to be fun. We're going to do this. This is a positive thing. This is going to move me in the direction I need to go to get what I need to do done, basically. Mm. So if you're able, even if you have to lie to yourself. So this is what Kyle Rice says. So Kyle Rice um, is uh, the owner of the PT Hustle. They help uh, PT students pass the NPTE so the other version of the NPTE that's out there. Um, And so he was talked about, he's like, Sometimes in order to get stuff done, you got to lie to yourself and just do it. Mm -hmm. And so he does this by saying, and this can apply for any test or thing that you do where you need to like psych yourself up for the next thing. Hold on. Is to just lie to yourself and you have to and say, my last section was my best section. Like that went perfectly well. This is great because then that's going to get you out of that mindset. Right. And then have you focus on what's going on in front of you. You know, what's interesting about that, too, is because like um, for listeners, so we we on the Peloton and uh, Jess, right? Jess Sims, I was talking about the whole I get to situation, mm. right? Where she's always talking about, by the way, if y'all haven't done a Jess Sims workout, you know, that thing, there's nothing fun about it. It's it's not enjoyable if you think it's fun. Okay, but I, I like Jess over two days. Oh, facts. Go okay. Three extra minutes. That's, that's a fact. <laughs> all right. Shout out to Tunde. But I... I, I Anyway, Sorry, uh, listen, no, but real, she says the same thing. Like I get to work out. I get to do this exercise, right? Mm-hmm. I have to. So just on the same thing, I have to do that stuff. For some reason, Wednesdays are like, I don't know if like I'm unintentionally sabotaging myself. Oh, my Wednesdays suck. Wednesdays suck. <laughs> like they, every Wednesday starts at like six in the morning where I'm doing stuff and it goes until freaking 10 or 11 at night. And so I found myself this morning do that same thing. I was just like, I woke up and I was like, man, I get to go serve people today. I get to go do some work right now. Right. So you got to do that. But I, I also bring that up because obviously like people have to reshift and reframe how they perceive a lot of things. Because perception, you know, begets reality. Reality is how you take in your perception. What do you think for you? Right. Because there's a lot of people. So. And why I want to bring this up is because I think a lot of people look at their situation. They're in school, they're in grad school, they're whatever, right? And they're like, man, I can't do this and something else. PT school, for y'all that are listening and haven't been, PT school is no joke. Like, it's kind of hard. It's a lot of information, at least. <laughs> right? I'm thinking of the brachial plexus cadaver quiz. Right? She got a whole it's quiz. It's not easy. And that's it's what I not. tell people, like, this sucks, but you know what? I have more time now to do it than I did when I was working 40 hours a week in the clinic as a PTA. 
because I was physically soft. Right. I was exhausted. And it was, I was, I was done for it. And if you're really like, I don't know if I can do this, whatever, with the program I'm doing, do a hybrid program. That's what I'm doing. It's lit. Come on. So let me, let me bring this question in because, um, and I heard this on another podcast, a social proof podcast. Uh, David Shans was interviewing. Oh, yeah, his Hauser, good. Right. But he was talking about the difference between like people who make $10 million a year and people who make a billion dollars. Right. And he was saying the difference is the people that are billionaires with a B is um, they're willing to just suck, like let the suck happen more. Their delayed gratification meter is so large that they're like, I'm going to do the work right now without wanting to feel like I want the outcomes all the freaking time. And then by the time it hits, it's going to be such a big win versus people are making 10 million. Now, by the way, we're not saying 10 million is not a lot of money. Some of us, if I had 10 mil right now, it'd be a different conversation, right? But even to, let me, let me break it down into like maybe the demographic for this podcast. Let's say the difference between making a hundred K and a million dollars. Making a hundred K takes effort. I mean, like with business, you, you get it. Like just to make a hundred K with business, like you just got to go after that thing and grind day after day after day after day and then once you had 100 you're like okay let me figure out scaling up to like whatever it is but why do you like do you see more so when people give the excuse of like and i'll call it an excuse they give the excuse of i can't do both things right now it's just too hard right do you feel like it's just the inability to want to embrace sucking or embrace pain and then that's the first side the second side is how willing, like, what's the most amount of pain you're willing to take on right now while in school, while building this business so that you can get the outcomes you want to get? Oh, I thought you were still going to keep preaching. I'm not preaching. That's the question. No, like, how much pain are you willing to take on? I was like, yeah, Paul, yeah, you're, you're right on the money. But I talk about the delayed gratification and everything, how yeah. people like don't understand that process. It does. It is a huge mind shift to be like, I'm going to work for months without people paying me a cent. It's it's a weird mindset to like shift yourself towards. But when I people are just like, oh, like it's a lot, blah, blah, blah. It's too much. blah blah. Well, that's where Greg starts to talk about the what, what, what hurt do you want? What suck do you want? Do you want mm. the suck of like, okay, I got to sit here and like, you know, do like an hour more of work. Like today I realized I taught something wrong to my students about freaking respiratory acidosis. I totally messed up when I taught. And I was like, well, I got to redo it. I was like, well, I'd rather take the suck of, I got a delay. I have a shorter lunch today because I got to get this done for my students to make sure they learn the right information and pass. They're paying me money. Right. Like, like I'd rather do that suck than teach someone wrong and they fail by one point because I taught them something wrong. So it's just, you got, you got to suck it up and do it. And then also when it comes to like, that goes back to like, I just don't want to hate my job in 10 years. Yeah. So if I work my ass off now, set this up to where I can just work in the clinic like two, three days a week, do my stuff online, enjoy myself, have a lifestyle business, basically. Like I will still be going to the clinic, even though it's just two or three times a week, enjoying what I do rather than being like, I have to be here Yeah. to pay the bills. Yeah. And like when I talk to my coworkers and they're like, "Uh, I have to be here. I have to show up." I'm like, "I don't have to. I'm here cuz I want to be." And then you give better care to your patients and then they get better outcomes. Not at all, just it's just better. It's just better. And then you're happy and then you're going on your vacation, you come back, you're like, "Oh, that was so great." And everyone's like, <laughs> <laughs> "But then you're like, I had a great time. I don't care." Yeah. 
but it's also like the kind of thing where you see all this happen to other people and you want to get them out of the hole, but you realize they have to have that major mindset shift for you even to start talking to them about it. Cause my classmates, they're like, I don't know how you do this. And so I give them the short answer of just like, I got like four planners. I got like my GT planner, my whiteboard, my personal planner and everything. Um, but like if this, one of my classmates came up to me and was just like, how do you actually do it? Because they're in the different mindset. So first of all, send them all the GT stuff. Right. Um, and then I was like, here's what you really got to do. First of all, it is the time management and planning, but it's also having a vision bigger than where you're at right now. Yes. You got to. That's, that's the that's the bigger thing because yeah. like so many people are in this box of like, I'm going to get out, hopefully make like 70, 75K when I get out of school, um, then work for a little bit, become a clinic manager and everything like that. You know what? A clinic manager is the fastest way to kill your career. Becoming a clinic director, clinic manager, yeah. that's the fastest way to kill your career because one, you're working all these extra hours to keep the clinic up and running. You're maybe paid like, I don't know, like 5K more. If even on a good day, I I've gone around and started asking my coworkers. Like most of my co, it's interesting. The younger coworkers are like, yeah, salary transparency. I'll tell you how much I make. The older ones are like, that's not appropriate. I'm like, I don't give a shit. Yeah, <laughs> I need to know. Like, where are you at? Because me in school, I'm probably making more anyways. <laughs> but I'm just oh, you like, are for sure. <laughs> we, I'm like, we need to know. Yeah, we need to, yeah. If I was making a PT salary right now, I'd easily be over six figures. Um, just for that, just from that. But um. Yeah, but no, what I make right now is more than staff PTs yeah. are making, just chilling, which is kind of crazy. But um, I forgot where we were going with this, but basically I just want to say like when it comes to like the, the do I have time? Yeah. You have time now. You won't have time or energy when you're years deep into your career, hating your life, not wanting to do everything because you have to like if you're going to have the mental shift, it needs to happen now, like sooner rather than later, because the farther you get in, the more stuck you get in the mud. That's the, that's the problem, the more stuck you get. So it's like, bro, what are you going to do today? Oh my gosh, Paul, then it goes back to the inaction thing. People will sit there and they'll be like, I need to do this. I need to do this. Well, what, what the fuck are you waiting for? <laughs> What are you going to do? Because me, I'm just putting stuff up there where I'm messing up podcasts. I'm saying so, ums, blah, 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 all day long. Maybe messing up something, having to re-record it because I said the wrong thing. But I'm actually doing shit. What about the person who's like sitting there planning everything out, like in indecisive paralysis, whatever the heck we want to call it. I forget what we call it. We had a term for it. I forget what we called it too. I was telling someone about this. But that person, like Greg said this, it was like, the person who does something, yeah, you might fail a million times. Oh, this is what I was also going to say earlier. You might fail a million times. You know who's the person who fails a million times and makes a million mistakes? You know what they call that person? The person who's made the most mistakes? Successful. <laughs> the expert. The expert is the person who's made the most mistakes. Oh. So every time I mess up, here, I'll, let, I'll have the dramatic pause. The expert is the person who makes the most mistakes. Because they can learn from those and get better. And like, that's also what I remember that student I was telling you about earlier that I talked to was like, how do you stay so positive? I'm like, because I know like I'm a better coach now than when you started with me like eight months ago or whatever, because yeah. he's, he's really been struggling. Like, I know I'm a better coach now and I have more tools in my tool belt to help you now than I did then. And I'm, I'm helping you until we get across the finish line because this is where we talk about the solutions-based business versus the time-based 
You've been listening. It all goes back. It all goes back. So basically, that was a big rant by me. Yeah. But no, I mean, it's, do something. Yeah, make the mistakes because it makes you better. You know what's crazy too? I think there's also a well. It's not crazy. I think it just comes down to analysis paralysis. That's what it's called. Analysis um, paralysis. It yeah. rhymes. Come on. Um, so it can stick in your head, so you can get stuck. Anyway, um, ooh, that was a bar. So here, here's where you know I think maybe, and I kind of want to bring this here as I bring this home, is one of the lessons, just like you, like one of the things I've learned, right? Um, today was day 398 of my live videos in a row, right? And 398 days ago, I made the decision where I was like, well, first I set a big goal. I was like, I want to show. Okay. So that's just, I just want to show. But I was like, Hey, you know what you need to get on show? Get on camera. So I got on camera every single day for the last 298 days. And I think I've sort of gotten good at talking and video now, like at this point, kind of sort of because, you know, volume of just incessantly going after it. But then I also made this decision yesterday where I was like, okay, now I need to get better structured content, but structured content in one take, right? Which means YouTube videos. Like, and I was like, I'm basically going to do a video edited and all that for YouTube every single day, five, well, five days a week, every week, starting today for the next year and just see how that freaking goes. Well, what you're saying is the expert portion of it is it allows people for listeners. Like I want y'all to catch this. It allows for you because of the sheer volume you do and the sheer volume of mistakes you'll make along the way. You literally learn every version of how not to do something. Y'all heard the adage, right? You uh, have a messed up part, the plumber, you call the plumber, they come in, they look at it for 30 minutes, take out a, a wrench, move one bolt, send you an invoice for like a thousand bucks, right? And you look at it, it's like, they only move one bolt. Well, the reason why they move one bolt is because you've never seen like the 20 years or the apprenticeship they did where they had to learn every way of not to fix it. So now it just looks easy. Now it just looks automatic. Now it just looks like it's coming with ease. And what you don't see, especially for Brianna right here, what y'all don't see as like, and granted, I remember um, when Joseph started talking to me about you. Like, I think I've told you this before. I remember when he started talking to me about you. And I remember him like literally in the first, like when you started making the decisions and he was like, yo, this person's going to crush it. Like, I just see it. And then I've gotten to see more from the background, but I've gotten to see thing i'd be knowing everything right but i've gotten to see from the background just like your growth and the reason i bring that up is because for a lot of people you just want to cruise you want to be a cruising altitude i don't have time to go into the physics of why you should be a rocket ship but you want to be a cruising altitude burning no gas floating in space whatever but there's a lot of inertia that has to be gone through to build a lot of momentum and she's still building this momentum i must say i'm just like not even up into the atmosphere right yet. you're not I'm even in the going. atmosphere you're still I'm like maybe momentum. like 300 feet off the ground we're getting somewhere but, but here's the thing you're getting somewhere and that, and that's the takeaway here like for people that are listening because i know there's a lot of people are listening and they're just like man but i'm not i'm not ready i'm not sure like how old tell the people how old you are i'm 26 okay so you're 26 a lot of people listening to the show are younger than you. A lot of people listening to the show are older than you. A lot of people listening to the show are your same age. But the only difference between Brianna and y'all is that she just literally made a decision one day. 
and said, I'm I've only sat about a big decision for maybe two days. That's the longest I've sat there, like not sure what to do. Like, okay, so I just got all of Greg Todd's like SSHE campaign software. Mm-hmm. I stared at it. Freaking beast in it. I stared at it for like two minutes. <laughs> I closed my laptop and I said, we're going to set up a plan to conquer this. So the next day, instead of looking at it, first yeah. of all, I got logged in. I yeah. connected my stuff and then I turned it off. The next day I was like, oh, and then I made my plan. I'm going to look at this for 30 minutes a day on average. And we're just going to start putting stuff in and figuring it out and conquering yeah. it. And so that's what I've been doing. I spent an hour yesterday because I took it off today because I had a Wednesday. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, then this is manageable. Do I still feel like I haven't gotten anywhere? Yeah. Do I still feel like I don't know what I'm doing? Yeah. Am I going to make mistakes and like accidentally delete like a whole template and have to ask Casey to resend it? Yes, I'm going to do that. Um, but here's the thing. I don't let myself sit there long enough to like think of the like, oh, but what if I do this? What if I do that? Blah, blah, blah. Like, what if I mess up? Like, yeah, I can fix it. Like, I, I think I always like, here's what I told myself on the exam. I'm like, am I going to die from doing this? Like, if I failed the NPTE, would I die? Mm-hmm. No. So like, that's why I was around myself. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, I'm like all afraid of death and everything. I'm like, well, I'm not going to die from this. So this isn't the worst case scenario. So we'll, we'll make it work. We'll make it work. And I've it's sometimes hard to rationalize when it's such a big thing, but I think that that helps too. Like the worst case scenario from this is just like, if you mess up your podcast, worst case scenario, if you have like five, if you just started and you mess it up, you can delete it and redo it. Mm-hmm. Do I delete a podcast? No, unless like the information was wrong and I had to redo it. That's the only reason why I do it. Like I will leave my podcast up there of me fumbling over words, crappily editing out ums and so's and everything where it's a at the end of it like i will leave those up there because i want people to see like where we've gone have you gone back and seen one of casey and joseph's very first podcast they didn't no forget their podcast i remember the day (laughs) joseph did his first live video on facebook oh the one in the classroom in the classroom sweating bullets oh yeah (laughs) stumbling over his words it's the same thing right but you leave you leave that stuff up there too because one people need to have a respect a healthy enough respect for the game to be able to see how far you've come Mm mm-hmm but then the other part too is like for you, you get to like just learn to stop caring. Like <laughs> you just learn to stop really giving a damn about because people don't care is. as much about your mistakes as you, you do. do. Say that. That is the big thing. Say that. People don't. Really don't care as much as you think they care. Hey, do not give a shit. They only care about themselves. Like people really only care. Like people are very selfish. They don't care about themselves. Yeah. They don't care how you're sounding. Like I think the person who roasts me the most is Nick because he's also <laughs> that's my boyfriend. Just because yeah. he's just like, okay, so like this is where we can improve on this. This her can improve on this. I think you should have talked about this and blah blah blah. Like he's like just giving me like normal feedback right. and everything. But he's also you know he's like he's like listen, I love you. Like I praise you. I think you're great and everything. But you know what? Someone has to keep you home. <laughs> somebody's got to yeah he's literally the kind of person who like he'll talk like about how amazing i am to everybody else welcome he's just like just roasting listen he's like he's like we have to keep you in your place he he loves me let me ask you this uh my final question anyway um and this is more big picture right yeah because i i want to know how big you dream and by the way the answer i don't know or i don't know yet are perfectly acceptable in this scenario just want at least two million in three years oh i wasn't even gonna ask that but i am <laughs> okay glad. that's my business goal <laughs> i am glad you said that you're trying to make two milli let's freaking go 
I recently was told making two million is actually somebody said making five million. Yeah, so that's, that's like it's too small. It's too small of a goal. Um, apparently. Uh, but we'll we'll talk more about that off off camera. Um <laughs> y'all listening, just get your money up. Um, but anyway, big question. More so from the impact you're gonna leave on healthcare. Okay. Because what you are doing impacts healthcare. You're helping people achieve their dreams so they can go out there and serve people that need to be served. What kind of impact or legacy do you want to leave on healthcare? And what do you think it will take to get to that point where you're like, ah, I've achieved it. I'm never going to achieve it because there's always going to be something more I can do. Like, unless I die, then I guess I've achieved it. I <laughs> But my, my, like, achievable goals like that I don't want to say achievable goals but like tangible objective you know objective finding <laughs> goals would be that every PTA program in the country knows who I am that I've at least had contact with somebody from every PTA school in the country that at least every PTA student who's sitting for the exam is at least looking at my stuff yeah like at least sees my stuff and I can't think of other things besides that because like what I'm basically trying to do is like my students and like people that I'm helping, there are literal patients out there who are waiting to be treated by them and they're not going to get better unless that person is the person treating them. Like that is the real thing that I'm solving. Like that's the real problem I'm solving. Am I trying to make enough money to like graduate PT, PT school debt-free? Yes. And all that stuff. But what's the real thing I'm doing? I'm trying to like make this world a little bit of a better place <laughs> because so many of the students that I help they are people who just struggle with academic stuff, with school, with test taking, all of that stuff, getting in their own head. These are like some of the best clinicians I've seen because they care so freaking much. Yeah. Those are the people I want in this profession. I don't want some like apathetic person who's just getting through school to just be better and like act like they're hot shit and know everything about stuff. Just yeah. talking to somebody about this on TikTok today about how all these PTs are coming out, like thinking that they're better than everybody else. And I'm like, guys, remember, we know what we know. We mm. got to know what we don't know. And know what we need to learn to know. Like, that's pretty much what it comes down to. So I'm just trying to get good clinicians out there, treating the people, accomplishing their dreams and everything. And then one of my goals later on is to be able to take these students, these PTAs, and teach them how to do the same thing I'm doing. So I told Joseph I want to learn how to coach for business stuff. I know Paul's just like, oh, I see the dollar signs. Let's go. <laughs> you know me, I'm a capitalist. Um, no, for the listener. It's going to be at minimum 5K. Minimum. Oh, let's freaking go. <laughs> I love when people win. Um, l- listeners, we got to hop off. But you already know what to do. Actually, let me not even get into that yet. Brianna, where can people find you? Okay. So um, my PT, I have a bunch of Instagrams. Oh. <laughs> my uh pt related one for like my like you know my journey to for everything like more personal is pta and then number two dpt and then um my business one is pta elevation just at pta elevation and you can find that on instagram um every tiktok's the same facebook if you just type in pta elevation i have a free uh facebook group that's just where i offer a bunch of resources so it's a pta board study group free resources from PTA Elevation. Got a podcast called PTA Elevation, YouTube channel. It's great. It's a lot. It's a lot of fun stuff. You've made yourself findable. Mm -hmm. That is a secret of business, by the way. Um, Anyway, listeners, 
I was about to like share some some game right now, but I'm like, y'all gotta pay for that. Y'all gotta pay for that. She doesn't. Um, listeners, uh, look, you already know what to do. Follow us on all social platforms. Google us, Off the Clock SEO. Share this episode out with your friends. You know them. Y'all know those friends that you like know they just need something and they want to be motivated just a little bit so they can get up and go. Share this out with them. All right, this episode's gonna come out and they're gonna need us like right before finals. Share this out with them. Let them know it's not too late. Well, can I give a, can I give a goal for your mm-hmm. listeners? Go ahead. Okay, so if this is your first time ever listening to an off the clock podcast, the first time I ever listened to Paul and um, Carl on a podcast was on Greg Todd's, and I was like, these guys are awesome. I'd love to be on their show one day. So I'm challenging one of you guys to do the same. Come on the show. We only interview certain people, so. <laughs> By the way, if you're on the show, like we know you're a freaking winner. So mm-hmm. um, that is so cool. I didn't know that's the first episode you heard. <laughs> you were out there just joking around about Kanye West. <laughs> I can't stand. I can't stand. <laughs> but I'm just like, these guys are really nice. Oh, I don't care man. about Kanye. But that's also the thing. Listen. Just take what you need to from people. You don't have to agree Listen. with everything somebody's saying. Like, I don't, I think Meyer Gold is great at sales. Do I agree with everything he says? Absolutely not. Greg, I love the man. <laughs> Do I agree with everything? <laughs> no. But I take what I can and I apply it. Apply. Yeah. Apply. Apply. There you Don't go. That's my final thing. Sit with info. Apply. Do the thing. Freaking. Do not be in the same place a year from now that you are right now. I'm not going to add anything on to that. Look, that, that is a challenge to y'all. Um, thank you so much for listening to this episode, Brianna. Thank you. Brianna, I'm sorry. I did it again. Thank you so much. Yeah, these people would think that like I hate you if I can't keep saying. Oh name. my gosh, I had to train Greg on a live stream how to pronounce my name. <laughs> so I got it right, and then the next time he's on, he's like, "Brianna," <laughs> like here you go. Um, but listen, thank you so much for coming on to the show for sharing with the people. Um, look, we always try to make sure that people will get the information they need to succeed and win, and at the same time, understand that y'all as healthcare professionals can, in fact do the thing and so in this case uh grow a business that's gonna make you a lot of bread in your first year um or if you're like brianna go after it do two million and three all right we'll catch you on the next episode peace out y'all thank you for listening to another episode of off the clock don't be shy to leave a review and subscribe to the podcast see you next episode